is Camilla, and you're listening to the Cat's Whisker, a time machine for all those who love rock and roll and want to know everything about it. People, stories, and the music that changed the world. In a few words, it doesn't matter whether you've lived through those years or, just like me, you've always wondered what it was like. I have loads of stories to tell and great music to play. So, let's roll! Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cat's Whisker for the last episode of 2022. As you can see from the title, today we're going to talk about my favorite rock and roll Christmas songs because I deeply believe that some of the best Christmas songs belong, not surprisingly, to the best decades for music, the 50s and 60s. So I obviously know that you've been bombarded with many, many songs these past few weeks and I'm here to share with you some rock and roll gold. We're gonna talk about very well-known songs, but I'm also gonna talk about and play songs that are honestly not very well-known and should be. And forgive me if you already know some of them, but they are absolute bangers. And alongside that, I'm also gonna tell you some interesting tidbits that you probably didn't know. When I was little, Jingle Bell Rock, a 1957 song by Bobby Helms, has been the song that made me realize I could sing. I still remember that my teacher had printed out the lyrics for all the kids in my class and my lyrics were the most worn out. I must have folded them like 20 times to fit them into any pocket and left that once white piece of paper everywhere or any table and i didn't know much english back then so i literally learned words that had absolutely no meaning whatsoever to me i just wanted to sing and it was so cool that it was called jingle bell rock it felt so edgy to call something so traditional rock so i guess my first introduction to rock and roll came through christmas songs and another one of my favorites is a song that features the same guitarist as Jingle Bell Rock, Brenna Lee's song, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree from 1958. And can you believe she was just 13 when she sang that song? Okay, now let's talk about one of my favorite ones. I mean, I, I know I said it for all the others and I will say it for all the other songs, but probably this is number one on the list and it's definitely a Christmas classic Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry I mean no song could ever disappoint when it comes from a genius like him and I know this song is very famous but maybe not many know an interesting story behind it Chuck Berry is quite notorious for loving lawsuits He's been in so many, especially when it comes to plagiarism. Starting with the Beach Boys, and I'm not talking about their Christmas song named Little Saint Nick, but the very obvious Surfing USA, which is the exact copy of Barry's Sweet Little Sixteen. But that's not the only very famous lawsuit that he decided to start, and not even the most creative, which I think is the one that he started against the Beatles, specifically John Lennon, for one line in Come Together. But this time, thanks to Rudolph, Barry was the one that was sued. But let's go back to the beginning. To understand this story, we have to meet a key character, Johnny Marks, Rudolph's father. Hang on, that sounded weird. Um, Johnny Marks, 
one of the most prolific Christmas songwriters in the world. He was a very interesting man. He was Jewish, so he didn't actually celebrate Christmas, but specialized in Christmas songs for the money. La 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 ka-ching. It's thanks to him that we have Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, A Holly Jolly Christmas, and his very first song was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was inspired by his brother-in-law's poem of the same name. The song was recorded by actor Gene Autry in 1949. So what happened? Since Johnny Marks had written the original song, <coughs> stealing the character from his brother-in-law's poem, <coughs> he decided to trademark the name Rudolph. So when Marks heard that there was a song using that name, he immediately rolled up his sleeves and sued Barry and Chess Records to get the royalties he thought he deserved. But if you look at the writing credits, you'll notice that there are three names. Chuck Berry, obviously, Johnny Marks and Marvin Brody. Who the hell is Marvin Brody? Well, it turns out Marvin Brody doesn't exist. Oh, well, there is a Marvin Brody part of a German band that was famous in the 90s called the Sultans, but I highly doubt it's him. It will always be an official mystery. But many people that collaborated with Chuck Berry on this song stated that Marvin Brody is none other than Johnny Marks, who decided to add an alias to earn more money with the song. Pretty sure that even though Chuck Berry had to split his royalties between two slash three people, well, he still did pretty well. And talking about Elvis, the king of rock and roll released his first Christmas album in 1957 and in a very creative fashion it was named Elvis Christmas Album. Jokes aside, this must have been an interesting one for Elvis because even if his image would have suggested the opposite, he was quite the Christian. He's one of those people that started singing in church and has always been very devoted. And if you want to know more, listen to my religion and rock and roll episode. Probably the most famous song that he recorded in that album was the 40s song Blue Christmas. And alongside the other spirituals, Christmas songs and gospel songs, this album became the best-selling Christmas record of all time in the United States. And it's still selling quite well. Also, I know this is very random, but do you know that there is an actual book called Christmas with Elvis, an official guide? And I've seen on Elvis's Instagram, yeah, I know how weird that sounds, that it also contains a lot of recipes, like the one to prepare Elvis's favorite Christmas cookies. I know, you need the book now, don't you? And the cookies. But since I promised you songs that you probably never heard before, and we're also talking about big rock and roll stars, I'd like to introduce you to a series of songs that really crack me up. I like to name them Fangirls Christmas Songs. And I believe they might have started in 1956 with Marine Paul's song, I Wanna Spend the Christmas with Elvis. I'm gonna read you a couple of verses because it's absolutely hilarious. Our hearts lit up like a Christmas tree. So please, please Elvis, spend Christmas with me. And if you want, you ain't nothing but a reindeer. Oh, prancing all the time. Well, if you ain't here for Christmas, then you ain't no friend of mine. I mean, that's a threat, isn't it? And then it goes on to say, and I actually really love how committed the songwriter was here. And please, 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 this can be a drinking game every time a song is mentioned here, drink. If you could be here, Elvis, on Christmas Day, 
And if you want, I'll be so lonely, baby. I'll be so lonely. It's gonna be a great romance. So don't be cruel and love me tender. Don't give me those blue moon blues. Come back, baby. I wanna play house. And I promise not to step on your blue sweet shoes. Woo! Honestly, I got goosebumps. But that's not the only one. And since you know that I'm obsessed with the Beatles, it wasn't really surprising to discover the existence of a song called I Want a Beatle for Christmas. Oh, well, three songs. And I could have probably written all of them. The first one that I found was a Becky Lee Beck song. And it really sounds like a little girl is singing it. Bless her. I won't play it because it's a bit creepy. Hear what she says. I want a beetle for Christmas. I want to run my fingers through his hair. I want my very own beetle. Either one would do, I don't care. I mean, she's not demanding, I like it. Uh, Paul's so cute and George is so handsome. And I think John is just a dream. But Santa, if you bring go my boy Ringo, I'd be so happy I could scream. Creepy and also, she was partial after all. Please, babe, don't say that either one would do if you have a preference. Just go for it. And then there was another song by Dora Bryan named All I Want for Christmas is a Beetle. That is honestly a little creepy because it says... Yesterday I saw something that is my pride and joy. All I want for Christmas is a real live little boy. <laughs> Pinocchio. All I want for Christmas is a beetle, not a teddy bear, just a beetle. I told mum nothing else would do. And here it is, there are four, so she can have one too. Yikes! <laughs> I mean, I know it's Christmas and she's feeling generous and sharing is caring, but <laughs> yikes. But my favorite is the other one that is named I Want a Beetle for Christmas and I think comes from 1964. It was released by a girl that really reminds me of a young Helen Shapiro. Her name was Patty Serby. The Beatles never really made a Christmas song during their career, except for the Christmas records for their fan club. And well, the ones they released as solo artists, there was another massive English group that was around in the 60s, The Who. I know that's not really the group you'd think of when thinking of Christmas. I mean, they'd probably be the cousins that get drunk straight away and trash the house even before the starters are served at the Christmas dinner. But it's no surprise that their song, simply called Christmas is not like your grandmother's Christmas song. It is the first track on the second side of their 1969 rock opera Tommy. The song is structured as a monologue told by Tommy's dad. He's worried about his traumatized and dissociative son, unable to experience Christmas just like the other kids. And then he starts wondering if he doesn't know about religion and he's unaware of who Jesus is and what people are praying for, how can Tommy be saved? And this leads him to a very deep reflection on life and how the boy is going to answer existential questions. And there's not much I can say besides wishing you a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate it and Happy New Year. I hope you spend a nice time during the holidays wherever you are and whatever you do. And I know I started in September, but thank you again to all of you that listen to my podcast this year. Make sure you listen to a lot of music during these holidays and why not catch up on the episodes you haven't listened yet. 
I'll take some time off for a couple of weeks, but don't worry, I'll be back in the new year. I'll keep active on my social media though, so follow me to make sure you're always updated. I'm on Instagram at the Cat's Whisker Podcast and on TikTok at the Cat's Whisker. Ciao!